Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special free agent edition 2022 of the Breakaway Bandits podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. We have a lot to cover. The NHL draft has just ended, and now we're on to uh, what some have dubbed Hockey Christmas. Uh, We have a lot of names, a lot of upcoming unrestricted free agents to talk about. Um, And joining me, as always, is Mike Rifkin and Noah Tremblay. Guys... And we're we're deep now into the NHL offseason. How are you both doing? I'm excited for this week. This is going to be a fun week, for sure. A very busy week, too. Obviously, if you're an NHL general manager, you have your phone on you at all times. <laughs> no vibrate or anything like that. No, uh, no dial tone off. It is a ringtone off, I should say. It's, uh, you know, calls 24-7 at this point in... Uh, you know, during this time period in the hockey offseason. But we have actually some breaking news that we want to talk about. Uh, this dr- just, just dropped right before we started hitting the record button. And, Mike, I'll toss it to you. Uh, there were some rumblings around the draft about Matt Murray getting traded from the Ottawa Senators, and we finally have ourselves an official deal, and it's with a division rival, probably one of the biggest rivals for Ottawa and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, Matt Murray will stay in the province of Ontario, going from Ottawa to Toronto with a third-round pick in 2023 and a seventh-round pick in 2024 uh, going to Toronto. Ottawa gets future considerations. That's the deal. Murray, a third-round pick in 2023, a seventh-round pick in 2024 to Toronto. Ottawa gets future considerations. Uh, Pierre LeBron also says the Senators will retain 25% of Murray's contract. Yeah, there were, yeah, it sounded like that that had to be part of the deal wherever Murray was going to go to um, is that Ottawa would have to keep some of that contract as well. So that that's not really that surprising for me. Um, what do we think of the move? Uh, it gives Toronto a goalie they've been looking for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's got he's got winning he's got a winning pedigree. Obviously, it was part of two cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. It, it's going to be interesting because his I know, and this was a reason why some Leaf fans on Twitter, when this was all rumored, were not totally happy with the idea of Murray. Was the idea of you know his place kind of dropped off in the last few seasons? He hasn't been that goalie that helped get Pittsburgh you know to the promised land again. And, you know, <clears throat> obviously with, with Toronto, I mean, he's it's going to be up to him now because he's got a ton of he's got he couldn't probably have a better group of forwards in front of him. And same thing with defenders. I mean, Toronto is probably one of the one of the deepest. I don't know if they're necessarily the deepest, but one of the deepest teams in the league. So um, it's going to be up to him now. He's got to step up to the plate because, uh, you know, it's. It's it's all or nothing now trying to win another championship. I mean, this is this also means Jack Campbell's definitely not coming back. Yeah, right. for sure. This definitely so. means that. And yeah, no, it's a good trade for Toronto. I think it gets him a goalie that can hopefully do something good for them. I mean, Toronto's just been dictated by what's been going on in the playoffs the last few years and that they can't hold a 3-1 lead 
Um, but yeah, you know, as far as a forward in front of him, as far as defenders in front of him, you know, he's got a really great team in front of him. Murray does. And if he can live up to even just half of what brought Pittsburgh cups, you know, I think Toronto's got a winner here. Sure. He's loving the idea of having uh 60 goal scorer Austin Matthews on his side now, instead of being one of the guys he's got to try and stop the puck against during games. But I mean, that's a great point because now you can give up two or two goals and still think you're going to win because in Ottawa, look, they've had a tough time at, at times scoring goals. That's not the issue in Toronto. No, yeah, it's not. Really. So he will have the support, goal support from that team. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's why, I mean, it's on Murray now. So we'll have to see. Now, how how uh, the how he does behind all of those guys now as he's the last line of defense for them. So, alrighty. So I have a list of free agent names to discuss now. Some other news has transpired. Um, we'll talk about Valeri Nichushkin now. Um, I'll just bring him up first because I have him. When I wrote this list earlier in the day, he was still unsigned. That has since changed. He will be rejoining the Colorado Avalanche, ex- signing an extension for eight years. Um, do you have any of the, Mike, do you have the money or anything? Any the I details? I believe it's 49, but give me one second. Yeah. So uh, good for Nachushkin. Obviously, there when he was, when he first broke into the NHL as a member of the Dallas Stars, you know, it was a little tough for him. I think he ended up going back to the KHL in between stints that he was with Dallas. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't a good fit in Dallas. Oh, did you get the, the money? It's eight years, $49 million. Yeah, good for him. Um, you know, and that's the thing. He goes to the Avalanche from being with the Stars. And, um, you know, the it, it's just it was just a big... That was the difference that was needed. You know, I mean, we talk about the idea of, you know, career changes, changes to scenery and stuff like that. And it was a perfect example of just the right system working out for a guy like Nachushkin. So I thought it made the most perfect sense for him to stay in Colorado just because, you know, you risk the idea of possibly maybe not you'd maybe go into another organization where it's not as good of a, of a fit as it was with the avalanche. Plus they just won a cup. So, I mean, that, that, that helps a lot. And he was a huge part of it. He was his net front presence was huge in that, in the series against Tampa and Edmonton. He was great in front of the net. I wonder if this prices them now out on Kadri. I didn't think that Kadri was going to be able to go back there anyway. I think Nachushkin was probably, I, I, I think a lot of people said after the Avs had won the cup that they thought that Kadri had priced himself out of being in Colorado, that there wasn't going to be any way that they were going to be able to keep him. So, you know, Nachushkin kind of became that guy, their example of the guy that they need to, they needed to sign. And Fortunately enough, they were able to get that done with plenty of time now, obviously, um, you know, to maybe try to attempt maybe at signing. Uh, I don't know what their cap situation is now with this new contract, but um, obviously there's a couple other former Avalanche that just won the cup that uh, are going to be UFAs getting into free agency when that starts on Wednesday, <coughs> which 
I think is a good transition. I guess, first of all, any final news in regards to uh, Nichushkin? Any final thoughts? No. He gets what he does. He he gets what he deserves, and you know Colorado shores up their roster for years to come. Yeah, he really he really just dialed it into the next level, especially in the postseason. I mean, he had nine goals, six assists. You know, which um, I mean, it didn't lead the team specifically in the in these stats, but I mean, he just he fits so well for them and and it's good to see that he's going to be back for the long term who knows maybe we'll win another one in the next uh season or two but <clears throat> now I, I guess is a good transition we will head now to free agency names to discuss now i made out a list of all these different free agents that we will talk about um where we see they them fit or whatever we want to talk about so I will throw just a bunch of names out, and we'll get started just because we do have a lot of names to talk about. Um, I will start with a very intriguing name. The uh, It just came out on Twitter. I think it was Darren Dreger that said this, that Evgeny Malkin will officially hit and test the market in free agency. So <coughs> I also want to apologize right now. I'm losing my voice a little bit. I was sick, and I'm feeling better now, but... I've been talking a lot today, so it's a little it's a little rough. So I just want to apologize ahead of time. My voice sounds any different, but <clears throat> moving right along, we will start with Evgeny Malkin. And uh, guys, so I, I mean, I guess there's still a chance that he could remain in Pittsburgh even if he hits the market, but that's going to be really dangerous. Uh, I guess where are we thinking that Malkin could potentially go? I. I... I think he stays. I, I think there's a chance any offer that comes to him, he goes to Pittsburgh and says, this is what I'm getting offered. Or If you offer me the same, I'll, I'll sign back. Um, mm-hmm. He's at that point where until he signed elsewhere, I don't see him playing anywhere else. But if I'm going to play the game, I'll, I'll say this. The Dallas Stars just lost a Russian player to the KHL. They did. I wonder if Dallas goes with goes in and says, we'll, we'll take Malkin for a couple of years. Yeah, I definitely think Dallas is a good option for Malkin. Um, see, Malkin's interesting because he's got to go to a team that can compete now. So that eliminates a lot of teams. I'm wondering if maybe a team that is – on the rise and might want to take the next step could use Malkin. Maybe a team like maybe like a Los Angeles. And it's a possibility. One name that I have seen, and it would be very weird um, just knowing the history between the two organizations as I've seen the Washington Capitals multiple times as an option, go and play with uh, Ovechkin. That's a weird. That, that's like a, we that's we had that cool conversation move. the other day when we talked, and you you thought it would be weirder if he played for the Rangers. I do. I just for whatever reason, just seeing Malkin, I just seen a Malkin jersey for the Rangers just feels weird to me, for whatever reason. <laughs> but for the Caps, it's not weird. <clears throat> well, Ovechkin did play with Malkin for Team Russia and stuff like that, so. 
they do know each other on the and they were both drafted same year, the one two punch there. So you know, I mean I'm sure they know each other on some level. <coughs> but already. Um I wouldn't be surprised with Malkin if he ends up being with the Colorado Avalanche. I will throw that out there. Because the thing is is that Malkin, it sounds like Malkin may not necessarily be in it for the money. I think he wants to I think he wants to uh you know possibly um you know wants wants to win one more time. So but mm-hmm. um oh, so there's your Kadri replacement. Yes, exactly. Um so but we will we will see. I mean, I like I said I don't think money is the big thing for that. Um but I think he wants to maybe try to win one one more time. But we will definitely see. I mean, this is all just speculation, but we will see. All right, next name, P.K. Subban. This me, is and Mike were talking, me and this Mike were talking short about term. Term. It's got to be short term. term. What about a return to Montreal? I know that's been talked about. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Sabres do need a veteran right shot defenseman. Uh, they want a mentor for Owen Power, so I definitely could see him slotting on that second pairing, maybe with like Power. The reunion in Montreal, you guys are the only ones that have brought that up. Um, so I'm intrigued to see whether or not that would happen. Um, I think I saw on Twitter some Canadians fans were not totally on board with that. Um, it's a, claim- it's a, yeah, it oh, all depends ahead. on what he wants. If he's willing to do. I I spit out. I said three. I said maybe do two years, four million. He he's going to be making. He's going to be making less money than the current contract that he has, and I I don't have his his current numbers in front of me, but his he'll, current he'll make, his cap. I think his current like cap was nine million. Are you sure it wasn't seven million? I thought it was what. So the contract was eight years, seventy-two million, and he this past year he had a base salary of two million with a signing bonus of six. So, okay, yeah, he he's not going to be making that money around this time. So he he'll be getting a cheaper contract. He won't have as big of a cap hit. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who's willing to give him what. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you necessarily get a bidding war out of it, but um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Sabres, I think, could be in on that. Montreal, I could see being in on him. Um, I guess <coughs> anyone who really needs kind of like a nice veteran defenseman. Um, I don't. Mike, Mike, didn't you bring up the idea of like maybe the Avs like get him or something on the cheap? The Avs. What about Florida here? Mm. I mean, Ben Sherratt's a free agent. I know they paid a first round pick to get him. But if Sherratt doesn't come back, P.K. Subban can be his replacement. And then you have Subban to quarterback that second power play unit, which isn't the worst thing in the world. And Aaron Ekblad's been hurt a co- the past couple of years. It's a very good point. Subban can pick it up th- from there. Yeah. We'll have to see. All right. Interesting name now that I'm about to bring up. Claude Giroux. The rumblings are the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, apparently Ottawa's ready to give him a ton of money. Big offer. He's from the Ottawa areas. For what I think, I think that's yeah. what's been rumored. 
then it was rumored that the Leafs and Oilers are also interested, which, I mean, I don't know how the Oilers could pay anybody at this point. Well, I saw the Oilers one. I didn't see that the Leafs were in on him. I think someone just threw it out during the draft. Yeah. I'm perfectly honest. Um, I'm going to go Ottawa, but my this is my sleeper for the whole thing. Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that, that okay. Cool. I, I like that team on the rise could use a veteran presence. Yeah. I mean, and Steve Iserman, you know, he's got something up his sleeve. I mean, is, do we think that he's done with the Panthers? Is that, is yeah. this it? I'm surprised more people, more people thought that he was going to stay in Florida than, than, but I guess that's not going to be the case. Very, very interesting. But yeah, I mean, Imagine if Ottawa adds him, the offseason that they had, getting to bring it and then getting a guy like Claude Giroux. That's they're they're building they're building a nice team over there. They really and, are. And they've talked about adding a top four defenseman also. I know I know Uyghur was talked about possibly. So they'll just get. I've heard Jacob Chikrin's been mentioned. Yeah, Chikrin. It seemed like it was Chikrin or Uyghur were, were the two names that were thrown out there. But all right. Next name, Phil Kessel. He's getting a cheap contract. Yeah. A very cheap contract. Let's do a reunion in Toronto. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. If, if, if you bring Phil in as like a depth guy, I mean, on a cheap contract, they could do that. Yeah, why not? I mean, I know people were talking about going to Toronto. I could see that happening more likely. I know the Bruins were also mentioned. I don't know if I see that as much, but. So I'll throw two out there. I'm going to throw Dallas out again because they've been looking for a top six, according to, to reports. And you know what? I'm going to throw Nat, the Nashville Predators out there. Just brought back Philip Forsberg. Bring in Phil Castle too. Deepen out that lineup in Smashville. Yeah. All right. Now, the name that I'm going to bring up. I, he's not going anywhere I, at, at this point. My guess is he might retire, but he might stay because he, as I've heard reference to him, he ages like fine wine. Patrice Bergeron. He's staying. Yeah, he he's is. Staying. He's yeah. staying. Uh, I, I also, guess, guess reason- Kevin Weeks reported earlier, David Krejci looks like he's coming back on a one-year deal. Yeah. Which makes me wonder how bad the Bruce Cassidy coaching was that Krejci all of a sudden wants to come back. Bergeron's not going to retire. You know, it just sounds like what what really went on during the Cassidy coaching. Uh, it is interesting. We'll have to see what happens. But I guess the reason why I wrote Bergeron down on here is does he retire or does he come back? I, I think he. Tr- I think with Krejci coming back, he, he'll go at least one more. One more year. Yeah. One already, more around the horn. All righty. You mentioned uh, Philip Forsberg, obviously re-signing uh, an eight-year deal with the Nashville Predators. We got to talk about the other winger that's, uh, you know, as far as we know, is poss- probably going to hit the market at this point unless he takes Calgary's offer that's been reportedly sitting there for a little while. Uh Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. He's so gone. Yeah, he's gone. He is so gone. Now, I guess the question is, is 
throwing this out for the Flames, did the Flames botch how they handled this? Like, what what do you do? You think that they did anything wrong with this, or do you think that Goudreau just wants to leave? I think Goudreau just wants to leave. Yeah, I think that um, that's what's going on. I think the other parties remember when Daryl Sutter first came there, and they asked him about Goudreau playing his 500th game, and Sutter being who he is, kind of goes, well, I hope it's better than his 499th game. And I think that put a little bit of a chip on Goudreau's shoulder. That's what shoulders. That's why he had such a great year this year. I, he, I'm going to say something that, that may be a little controversial, but I'm going to say it. I wouldn't pay Johnny Goudreau. Hmm. I, w- I think he is a very good player, but I don't think he's worth the money he's going to command on the open market. Well, and I mean, he had a career year. He hits over 100 points at the right, right time. That, that's the other part. Mm-hmm. That's why I would avoid him. The, one of the teams that I saw involved with him as of like today or something like that is that I don't know who said it, but the Islanders were going to make a push for him. The, the Islanders, the Devils, the Flyers. The Flyers. All three of those teams are going to be in. Did he grow up a Flyers fan? He grew up rooting for the Flyers or the Devils. I don't remember. I'll throw a a wild card out there. How about Anaheim? See, that I could get behind. Him and Trevor Zegers could be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be... Ooh, it's going to be interesting. The Johnny Hockey sweepstakes. We'll have to to see what happens there. Crucial hours in the next... uh, Well, I guess the rest of the week. Um... All right, um, Andre Palat. If he doesn't re-up in Tampa, Detroit. Detroit, yeah. yeah. This is Makes so much Steve sense. Steve Eiserman, Derek Lalonde. It's such a Steve Eiserman move. You know, I mean, he's the one that brought him to Tampa in the first place. So, I mean, he drafted him and everything like that. You know, they're basically, if you can't go to, if you can't go back to Tampa, that's basically where you go is the next Tampa. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. We'll see if uh, they're able to pull that off. All right. Nick Letty. Ooh, the Boston Bruins. Okay, a question on Boston. Do they have Campus Lindholm for another year? Do they resign they, him? They extend in Lindholm eight, eight years. Okay. So wh- who, who does Letty take over for then? Well, well remember... McAvoy, Grizzlick, and Riley are going to at least miss the start of the year due to injury. Right. So they need bodies. They do. Yeah. And, and um, unlike Drowning Pool, they don't let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> uh, for Letty, I mean, I know there's been rumors that Montreal wants to move on from Petrie. So maybe you bring in Letty as as Petrie's replacement. Um, so you could do something like that. Um who needs more defense help? I mean, you never have too much D. That, that's yeah, you the, never have too much defense. Um, maybe uh, I'll say L.A. too. They could see more defense help. An- Anaheim was someone you brought up before. Anaheim, yeah. Yeah. Anaheim has the money to do it. And he's not going to cost you a ton. I also no. wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders wanted a reunion with Nick Letty. Mm. 
That would be interesting, yeah. Alrighty. Um, next on the list, Nino Niederreiter. Oh, boy. Because I think he priced himself out of Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you know what? <sighs> no, I... The Seattle Kraken. Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I like that. that. I'm glad you mentioned that. The Kraken, there was a report that the Kraken are big fish hunting uh, this mm-hmm. time around. So they that doesn't surprise me. I, I, I bet you that they could walk away with him. Um, What about the Rangers, Mike? Do they take nope, one nope, more? No use for a winger. No use mm-hmm. for a winger. The Rangers need a second-line center a backup goalie, and, and someone on defense who's not named Patrick Nemeth. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so we'll have to see where Niederreiter goes. I like the Seattle idea a lot. Well, I mean, regardless of whether it's Niederreiter or not, I'm curious to see who Seattle brings in because, I mean, now they got the Shane Wright uh, addition, obviously. Uh, that That's another perk of going there, obviously, besides the fact that they're a new fran- relatively still new franchise. Riley Smith. Wait, did you just say Ryan Smith? Riley. Riley oh, Smith. Ri- re-upped in Vegas, I believe. Did he? That, then I guess they didn't update. The the site did not update. Um, uh, I, I'm going to say Vegas. Okay, yeah, well, pretty much. All right, we'll skip him then. Uh, the website that I was on still had him down. So just give me but, one and, second. I'll, I'll double check. <clears throat> Because I'm, I was actually, I mean, that's, I know there's some bigger names on this list, but I'm really I like for, Riley Smith as a player. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, I was to say, he's a very underrated player. Always has been. Every, I mean, he he established himself in Boston as a pretty, as a pretty good winger. I, I remember he was part of that Erickson, Louis Erickson trade, if I'm not mistaken, between Dallas and uh, Boston. Yeah, Ve- but, Vegas re-upped him. It looks like in June to a three-year deal. All right. Sounds good. Moving right along then. Um, Andre Burakovsky. I God, I would love Montreal to go get Burakovsky. There was, there was there was a report that the Sabres were interested in him. So I, whether that means anything, who knows? But it, they, they're at least possibly going to talk to him. Because he's he's a young player. He's still relatively young. He's only 27 years old. And you bring him in. You bring Slavkovsky in. I mean, I would. You bring Doc in. If you bring Barakowski in, oh, I'd love. I'd love what Montreal would be doing. Do you think Washington would bring him back? I think they could look into it. They could. They could definitely test it. See what they they want from him. Yeah. What, uh, how about the St. Louis Blues? Oh, that would be a nice. That'd be a if, nice. If David Perron leaves, there's your David Perron replacement. So is Colorado. Is Colorado not going to bring him back? I mean, again, it's going to come down to their price. Again, yeah. and I think I think with the uh, what's his name, uh, Hiskinen, Hiskinen. The one we talked about earlier, Nichushkin. That's right. Yeah, Nichushkin. When you just brought brought back Nichushkin, did that price? Did you just price out a bunch of these guys? Because remember th- that guy who wears twenty nine. He's gonna need it. He needs a new contract yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably so, he's probably done there. Do you, do you sacrifice Barakowski to keep McKinnon around? I remember they got young players who who are ready to take another step. 
Oh yeah, but he yeah. looks ready to take another step. Right. Um. All right. So we'll see what happens. Also, I, I'm throwing this out there. I know we're going to talk Hawks later. There's a guy who wears 88 in Chicago who's who, who's going to wind up there. Wind up where? Colorado. You think? Oh, Patrick Kane's not going to go to Colorado. Uh, would it shock Kane's... you if he is? You mean no, it wouldn't. As a free agent, like next year. Yeah, they don't care about next year. They care about this year and repeating. Well, they have oh. to. Well, they're gonna have to trade for him then. Right. Oh man, what are they trading? Who for? does Chicago? Well, you think Chicago wouldn't want to deal Colorado? I'm Al. Yeah, I mean, all it would all it would be all a matter of making it work because obviously you still have to obviously sign like guys like McKinnon too. So you have to. Well, they'll take care of that, and then yeah. they. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Get very interesting. Vincent Trocheck. Uh, reups in Carolina. Yeah, I'm surprised this deal hasn't gotten done though. I am too. I thought I thought there was a report that he was going to test the market. Well, look, testing the market and seeing what you could get and going back to Carolina, seeing. Hey, will you match this? To totally, you know, something you could totally do. But if you want to uh, deal with him, you'll see what happens. But I, I would say he re-ups in Carolina. Okay. Alrighty, Noah. Um, Noah is going to have to go at this point in the episode. Um, but Noah, thank you for coming on, and uh, we're going to have uh, some very interesting things to discuss uh, when we do our review episode for the free agency. I think he might. I think he took off already, so he he had to go. But um, Mike, uh, now sticking with you, um, I, 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 the next name that I want to bring up that's very interesting is a guy who was originally not part of the original list of free agents when it started, but he his con- <laughs> he was bought out of his contract by the Ottawa Senators, and that's Colin White. Now, this is a guy that's dealt with injuries and stuff like that. He's only, I think, like 25 years old. So, um, I mean, I expect this next contract to be pretty cheap because obviously you don't know if the injury stuff is going gonna, is gonna to be, you know, a bug that sticks with them or anything like that. But where where could you see a guy like Colin White maybe going? You know what? I, I could see – this is going to depend. Like, are you a team looking for depth or are you a team looking for someone who can – you're looking for some upside in. So, but like, I'm not trying to put you down here, Nate, but if you're a, Sab- a team like the Sabres, does he make sense because I can get him some ice time? And, and maybe he flourishes, maybe he doesn't, but it's the it, it's risk versus reward. Oh, or are you a team? I'm gonna just keep throwing them out there. The Boston Bruins, in case of injury, in case of this, he's a nice depth piece to have. Um, so he's gonna have to make the determination on who's going to give him the playing time. So that'll make up his mind. Uh, I'm gonna say the Kraken again. I, I think the Kraken makes so much sense for a lot of younger players because they're still trying to establish themselves as a franchise. 
But if you want to go the other way and you're looking for a team with experience, Vegas. Yeah. That would make so much sense to me. They needed the depth, especially with the injuries they had last year. Yeah, I, I think with with Colin White, I think I think that's the one thing. I, I think both scenarios fit him well. Like if he wants to go to a stack team or whatever, just to be like a nice depth addition like a Vegas or whatever, or like a Boston Bruins, I definitely could see that happening. If he wants more ice time, obviously this is going to depend on what he wants. Um, if he wants more ice time, I mean, I think a team like the Sabres, if they're interested, I definitely think that they could work something out. Um, because Also yeah. Chicago, because we don't even know who's playing on the Hawks. Well, yeah, and we, we will get into that as well. Um Next name on the list, Nazem Kadri. This is the most interesting name for me. Yep. Um, I would have said Boston, but now that Krejci's coming back, and I think Bergeron comes back too, does that take him out of Boston? Um, I, I, I want, you know, I think Elliot Friedman had thrown Toronto, uh, not Toronto, had thrown Detroit around a little bit there. Oh, uh, the Kadri th- thing would be great for Detroit, and and talk about a move that could potentially spark that. The not, well, I guess not. It, it's not going to be a rivalry just because they're in separate uh, they're in separate conferences now. But um, if they weren't, that would probably possibly respark that rivalry. Maybe. Well, I, I mean, and then you'd have him, Kadri, and Larkin down the middle. That's not too bad. That, that would be that would be a really good move. Uh, Imagine you know, Yeiserman walking away in free agency with Palat and Kadri. Right? That's they'd a win. To, they'd have to settle their differences from that cup final to work together on Detroit, but um you, you know, I could see Detroit. You know, I'll I'll throw the Columbus Blue Jackets out there too. Oh, that'd be cool. I, I think they're waiting to do something. And Philly's been in the rumor, so I'm curious who Phil is going to be able to get. I mean, I know they just brought D'Angelo in, but. Um, I find that's going to be funny to me. Tony D'Angelo yeah, well, playing for torts. Yeah, I just. that That's going to be an interesting dynamic uh, that we'll have to see how that plays out for the Flyers. But um, all right, sticking with um, what I guess will be former Colorado Avalanche, Darcy Kemper. Now. This is interesting because it seems like based on some recent activity that the Washington Capitals have done, it sounds like Kemper's basically going to be coming to the Caps. Yeah, yeah, after what they did today, especially. And for those who who don't know, obviously, um, during the draft, they they traded uh, Vitek Vanacek on day two of the draft to the New Jersey Devils. and then today, they today was the last day of qualifying offers, and the Caps announced that they were not tendering a qualifying offer for Samsonov, which puts him in unrestricted free agency. And I very much would like the Sabres to go after him uh, to be the number one goalie. But um, anyway, going back to Kemper, though, it seems like that was the reason why now that Samsonov will not be back is because they're going to go get Kemper and... Kemper's going to be the goalie of the future for a while now for the Washington Capitals. Which makes so much sense because the Caps are in win-now mode. They're not pushing for 
know, a 23, 24-year-old goalie. How, how should Caps fans feel about getting Kemper, though? Because the thing is, is that he did win a cup. But I think there was a lot of times where the Avalanche won. The, the Avalanche offense really helped him out a lot. You know, I mean, I think there were times where I feel like he could have been better. I think you know you're getting a good goalie. You're not getting a great goalie, but you're getting a goalie who gives you a chance to win every night. And he's going to have those nights where he's not good, but he's going to have those nights where he's really good. But I would say this. I think it's very telling to see who the backup will be. That's how I'll dictate that. Because if you have a good enough backup to go one-two punch with Kemper – I think you're pretty solid. Well, I mean, I know that their third string goalie has been this guy Copley. And I don't know if they're planning to have Copley now be the backup. Like, it's they think that it's it's time for Copley to finally get backup duties now. And then you run with Kemper and Copley. I mean, I think that's going to be very interesting. Or do they go and sign, a, I don't know, a, a Martin Jones to be their backup or something? Or does Brayden Holtby come back and you go Kemper Holtby? Oh, very interesting. Although, I'll say now on Holtby, I have heard possibly that he has played his last game in the league. That he he's he may retire. Sur- well, he might have to have surgery. Oh, and so he might be just done, done. I so, apologize to Braden Holtby. Yeah. Well, hey, he first Caps goalie to ever win a Stanley Cup. So I mean, he he will forever be a legend in DC. Second greatest Caps goalie of all time. You're going with Kolzig one? I'll go Kolzig one. How is, but wouldn't Holpe be one at this point because he did actually help deliver the cup? Yeah, that's one and one A. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All righty. The Strom brothers. We'll start with your Strom, Ryan Strom. I, I mean, if... I could see the Rangers bringing Ryan Strom back, but it has to be on the Rangers' price. Yeah. <clears throat> that being said, I really don't want Ryan Strom back. It's nothing against him personally. I just feel the makeup of the team, you can use a little bit of a shakeup. Right. <clears throat> so I, I'm going to throw, again, maybe the Seattle Kraken go in there. They want to make a splash we talked about before. Um, again, may, maybe Detroit wants to get a number two center. If they don't land Kadri, how do they react? I could see Strom possibly going there, Ryan Strom. Um, yeah, I I think he's going to have his look of chance of teams. How about Dylan? Which, which I, I think there's a lot of the Chicago look story. Dylan Strom. I think there's a lot of teams that should, again, I think a, a team like the Sabres makes sense. I think, actually, the Rangers make a lot of sense for Dylan Strom as opposed to Ryan. Getting rid of one Strom just to get the other Strom. Yeah, you could do that. Um, I, I wonder if Dylan Strom says, you know what, I'm going to take a one-year prove-it deal with a team, and that team will be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, so you sign for like a cheap contract? You sign a cheap contract with Tampa. You kind of enhance your numbers a little bit, and you put yourself back out on the market next year. 
Does any do, do you think anyone would try to bring both Strom brothers in? Uh, I think it depends on the number Ryan wants. Like if Ryan, uh, want, I think I read Ryan wanted around six. So yeah, if so you could fit six, and let's say you're going to give Dylan Strom two to three, if you can fit that in, that could, oh. Dillenstrom could also wind up in Colorado. That wouldn't surprise me at all either. Yeah. Go to a team that can help your numbers. I guess. Maybe wants, that That's something he should think about. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we're, we're talking about Dylan Strom, And then, uh, obviously, you know, he didn't get a qualifying offer from the Chicago Blackhawks. And sticking with that whole thing, uh, Dominic Kubelik, because he's the same same boat with from Chicago. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, I can see Edmonton for some reason. Edmonton. (laughs) You know what? I haven't used them yet. How about the Coyotes? Oh, that'd be interesting. You know, they got to do something. Right. For all the college kids that'll be watching them on campus. That's going to be such an interesting, like, I definitely want to, I might try to watch their broadcast for their first home game. Whenever that will be, because I, I don't, I think they're starting out on the road for a bunch of games. Yeah, I don't think they have a Saturday night home game either. <clears throat> Is that when the college team plays? Yeah, basically. Uh, well, <laughs> man, there you go. That's, that's a tough situation. Um. But, all right, moving right along, John Klingberg. This is interesting because I think he's I think he's played his last game as a star. Oh, so do I. Uh, you know, I think I this. Think, I think someone brought up Seattle. Uh, yeah, I think Pierre LeBron thought the Kraken were going to be big on him. Uh, again, I'm going to throw Detroit out there, too. Yeah. I, I think those are the two, Seattle, Detroit. I don't know who else could go out there and really pay him the money he's going to look for. And he's going to want term, too. I bet you he probably wants He probably wants something like eight by eight. No, well, he can only get seven by eight. Yeah. Um, And then sticking with right shot defenseman Josh Manson. Oh. Say return to Anaheim. Return to Anaheim, you think? Return to Anaheim. I think the Sabres should be in that conversation, too, for him, maybe. I I brought that up to you, too, so... I'd have no issues with that. Um, David Perron, which is very so, interesting. So there was a nugget today that the Blues are – he's going to hit the market. But he and the Blues are still in dialogue. But he looks like he's going to hit the market. He always – yeah, I know. But the thing is is that how it works with him and the St. Louis Blues is he always somehow finds his way back. Yeah, I think eventually they'll figure that out. Um, but if he doesn't – what about Carolina as the Niederreiter replacement? Oh, I could see that. That 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 I, I think that's the one thing when I look at Carolina, they are missing. They are a goal scorer away. Yeah. Now, if they don't land any of these guys in free agency, they're going to make the Tarasenko trade. Ooh. That's the team. Yeah, that, that everyone seems to be tying. Carolina to Tarasenko, and apparently Tarasenko still wants to leave. So, Which, yeah, that boggles my mind. But yeah. I thought things would have been fixed in that whole situation, but I guess not. Ricard Raquel. 
I think Pittsburgh was going to try to resign him, wasn't? Weren't they? I, I thought <laughs> if you know Pittsburgh, um, Columbus, I'll throw out again. You, you know, if Edmonton didn't have the the whole Kane saga, I would have thrown the Oilers involved here. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks like they're going to try for Evander Kane, which still doesn't make sense to me because I keep hearing he's also Sharks property. Well, I mean, for whatever, well, no, because the Sharks have that whole lawsuit against him, I guess. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Such a weird, such a weird situation with him. Yeah. Um, so Raquel Pittsburgh, Columbus, maybe he would consider going back to Anaheim. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he felt is, about is, leaving. Is Anaheim going to be a destination? I mean, I guess because of where they are located, they're always kind of in that conversation. I but, think it depends on where you think they are. And he, he would know where they are because he played for them. Right. Well, that's true. You know, so, um, I, again, Dallas is looking for top six. Right. Andrew Kopp. Okay, this is the guy I want the Rangers to bring back more so than Ryan Strong. Yeah, I, um, I figured as much. I, I, I've always been a supporter of New York needing more cops, Moser. Um, but I, I have heard he wants around $5 million a year, which, okay, but that, that, that would lessen the term for me rather than the money. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to throw the Red Wings out there. I think he's a yes. good, he's a really good player. You can is there really no chance he guy. goes back to the, is there no chance he goes back to the Jets? I won't rule it out. I, I mean, I, I don't know Winnipeg's cap situation off the top of my head. Right. Um, but I, I'll tell you this. I think the, the Jets are going to do something big because I still think the Jets are a very good team on the pref, preface of something here. They have a really good core. And I wonder if they if they bring in Cop, what does that mean for a Dubois deal? What does it mean for this? So, we'll wait and right. see. Ben Sherrod. Uh, I, 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 he ain't going back to Florida. Right. Um, I wonder if he's a John Klingberg replacement in Dallas. Well, that'd be a, that'd be a good pairing. Um, yeah, you know... Maybe the Sabers. If is that your Owen Power guy? Could be. Could you, very you well know, be. That that could fit. Um, I don't think he goes back to Florida because I don't think it worked. Right. Also, yeah, I, they have to manipulate their cap a little bit because Barkov's new deal kicks in. That's right. Um, Andreas Athanasiu. Oh boy! I, I, um, when I was writing this out, I found out how old he is. He's only like twenty-seven years old. Yeah, and he's, he's been moving around so much, and and I mean the thing is with him is that you you watch him and his speed is great. I don't understand how he hasn't thrived more in the league. Washington Why does he keep Capitals passed around about what? the Caps. I could see that. That that's a guy with the Carl Haglund situation being what it's been. Maybe there's your guy who replaces Carl Haglund. 
And he's got the speed, so maybe he would, in that aspect, he would replace a guy like who they lost in Verona when they got rid of him. Yeah, there there you go. Just less finished than Verona. Frank Vetrano. Another guy I wouldn't mind bringing back to the Rangers. Um, great shot, great release. Really solid player. I, I, um. Ooh, this is an interesting one. The Blackhawks have to fill out a roster. So, the Blackhawks on a one-year cheap deal. Ooh, okay. All righty. We're going to do a few more names here, and then we got to get into some Blackhawks talk. We we do. Um, But uh, Jack Campbell. You know what? I, I thought he was going back to the Leafs. Matt Murray changes that for me. Um. I thought maybe Detroit, then they made the Huso move, so that's out of the picture. It, it sounds like he's going to go to the Oilers. Right, and, and that's fine. I mean, if that, it, my thing on the Oilers is anything is better than the Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen duo. So. Well, you're, but you're not going to have Miko Koskinen anymore because he went overseas to play for a couple Right, of and, and Mike Smith looks like he's going to retire. So, yeah, so Campbell and then I guess maybe Probably Stuart, Stuart Skinner. Skinner. He'll be their backup then. Unless they sign a, a Martin Jones. This is an interesting name. Please that sign I'm about Martin to, Jones. I'm begging you. This is an interesting name that I'm about to bring up because I'm surprised that he might hit the market. Ilya Mikheyev from Toronto. Well, I think he priced himself out is what happened. And Toronto, I guess, limited in their funds. Um, how about he just goes to Buffalo? I don't know if that would happen. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I guess I won't rule that out, but, um, that'd be kind of cool, but, um, you know where I'm going to go <clears throat> with him is, uh, the Kraken. Uh, that, that, that'd be pretty cracking right there. I think that'd be pretty cool. You have, you have him on a team with like Yanni Gord and Eberly and stuff like that. Obviously Beneers and then Shane Wright. Yeah, I definitely I, – I think he fits that younger uh, style for the core. I, I also always wonder like, – like Nashville signs these random dudes at times. I'll, I'll throw the Preds out too. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we're going to do three more names. Tyler Mott. Okay. The New York Rangers. You do think that they get that done? I think they could get that done. I don't think he'll be as expensive as any of the other guys. I think Chris Drury could get that done. You think Vancouver would try to get him back? They could. I mean, they're they're still trying to find a way to move on from J- move JT Miller. So that's wait and see. Um, I could also see the Bruins. I, I I don't know why fourth line guy, speed guy. Boston Bruins could totally do it too. Mott would be a Bruins. Uh, that would be a Bruins type signing for sure. Um, Vinny Hinnestroza. <laughs> this is an interesting one. Is there no chance he goes back to Buffalo? I think he is probably about the only uh, Sabres UFA that they would consider bringing back, other than maybe Mark Pesic on the blue line. But I think that they're trying to upgrade possibly both from both guys but Hinnestrosa didn't have a bad year and he could be a decent depth scorer for your bottom six so 
You know what? Uh, the Ottawa Senators. Let's let's revamp the Ottawa Senators. I think someone threw out. What would he go back to Chicago? I, I mean, at this point, you and I could play for the Hawks. Sign us. Sign sign everybody. I mean, I'm going to speak for Noah. Sign for all three of us. Even though I Noah let you know me. right now, I play like Tomas Holmstrom. Thomas Holmstrom agree with you on that. He might. Um, the last name I'm going to go with is Evan Rodriguez. He had a good year with Pittsburgh. He had a great year. I would go back if I was him. Yeah. And I could have a bigger role if Malkin leaves. Right. I don't know what he and his agent are thinking here, but I don't know. Where else do you think he could possibly go? Uh, The Kraken. Yeah. The Blackhawks. You know, uh, again, Nashville. Yeah. Dallas. Right. It's not the the amount of suitors. It's who's going to offer you the most playing time? Who's going to offer you the money to go play for them? And do you want to win? And if I were him, I, I... I would just say Malkin's leaving Brian Burke, Ronnie Hextall. What's up? What will it take for Evan Rodriguez to re up? All right. All right. So that, that is the list of free agents that we will talk about uh, today that we have discussed. Um, now we will move on. And obviously we will, we will do a free agent recap. Um, you know, when enough time has passed and a lot of these guys have officially inked contracts with uh, either, I guess, the, their old teams or the new teams or w- whatever the situations are. But we have some, uh, we will finish this up with a Chicago Blackhawks discussion um, because we have a very interesting uh, situation to talk about with them. Um, and I <clears throat> I wrote some stuff down, I guess, just kind of recapping everything. If you don't mind, I'll uh, read those this out. So um, many players have been moved out, obviously, <clears throat> for those who've been following along, uh, just what the Blackhawks have been doing in the last amount of time. And I guess one of the baffling moves when it comes to the Blackhawks is that some of the guys that they're moving are not Patrick Kane yet or Jonathan Taze, but they're moving out some of these younger guys. And I guess it's baffling. We'll just start with the first name, Alex Dabrinkit right now is 24 years old. He's a multi-40 goal scorer. He was traded to the Ottawa Senators for what ended up being the seventh overall pick in this past draft, the 39th overall pick in this past draft, and a 2024 third-round pick. Kirby Doc, 21 years old, was traded at the draft to the Montreal Canadiens for the 13th overall pick in this draft and the 66th overall pick in this past draft as well. But again, Alex Dabrinkit, 24 years old. Kirby Doc, 21 years old. Even if this team had to do a, you know, I mean, it, it's very obvious what they're doing. They're tearing it down. They want to start new. Even with a teardown, why would you not keep Dabrinkit or Doc? Because by the time that this could potentially be fixed, and you've tore it down, and you've added prospects, and you've done this and that and the other thing, and everything. To break it could be in his prime. 
Doc could be just getting into his prime. Because say, for instance, this lasts four years. DeBrinket's 28 years old. Doc is 25 years old. But these guys really have not been part of that plan going forward. I mean, here's the thing. You could tear down and still keep a couple guys. The thing that gets me, and I actually posted this uh, to Dan Rosen uh, to do for his mailbag on NHL.com. So shout out Dan Rosen. Um, why wouldn't you bring back the brink? It seems like a guy you build around. And Dan Rosen kind of worded this the best way I, I've heard. You don't pay wings that money, you pay centers that big money. And, and I understand that, but at this point in time, you're the Chicago Blackhawks. And Kyle Davidson, who took over for Stan Bowman after the Kyle Beach investigation stuff took place, decide we're going to tear this down and we're going to rebuild it. Here's the problem I, I have with that statement, because a year ago, Stan Bowman wanted to go for it. He brought in Marc-Andre Fleury. Then he moved Marc-Andre Fleury. He brought in Seth Jones and signed him to win an insane eight-year contract. Hey, good luck moving that. You, you're not going to be able to right now. So you take over and you want to rebuild it. Well, that's the wrong phrase because the phrase should have been retool, not rebuild. Because rebuilding means everything must go. I don't think a 24-year-old winger who could score 40 goals should be gone. I don't think a 21-year-old center who, let, let's be realistic, Doc had a pretty good rookie year. Yeah. Then he broke his wrist to the World Championships. And he hasn't been the same guy since he broke his wrist. But think about that. That's two pandemic years. Right. And one of those years he had to play a different role because Jonathan Taste didn't play in 2020. Right. So he's playing in a different role. Now all of a sudden Jonathan Taste comes back. And now what do you do with Kirby Doc? You know, do you play him here? Second line. Can you play him on the third line? What's his role going to be? Why are you giving up on a kid at 21? Now, I think a change of scenery is great for Kirby Doc. I hope he thrives in Montreal because no one deserves to be given up on at 21. Organizationally, I just don't understand what you're trying to do. You know, we're going to talk about Taze and Kane here. Like, I think Taze and Kane have the... If Taze and Kane want to stay, sure. They're more than welcome to stay. I don't know how they are. Well, I don't well, know how that makes any here's sense. how I'm going to say, Taze, I think could say, you know what, I'll play this last year, this last year of my contract, and then I'm just going to retire because he could totally do that. Yeah, Patrick Kane, who's still a premier player in the NHL, you have to move him. Yeah, um, you have to move Patrick Kane. And here, here's uh, I'll hop in a little ahead in my notes. Um, is that you know because that's the thing is what happens with Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane and and in relation to Kane there was a tweet from David Pagnota who's with the fourth period um, and this tweet said and I quote can confirm Chicago Patrick Kane and his agent will discuss Kane's future with the organization again in the very near future end quote um, you know I just 
based on how good Patrick Kane is currently, and you look at all, I mean, these younger guys who are talented are all being shipped out in Doc and Debrinket. We talked about it for the upcoming free agents. Dylan Strom and Dominic Kubelik were not tendered qualifying offers. So now they're we go from RFAs to UFAs. So and you get nothing two other for younger that. guys that are going to be gone now. All these younger guys are getting traded or, or, or dealt or whatever, or you know, whatever that is happening, you know. And meanwhile, you have Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, who are the older guys. And some people would have thought that you would have gotten rid of those guys first. But instead, they're the ones that are still there. Well, remember, they did talk about trading Kane at the deadline. Right. And that just never... Moved into anything. So so Kane and Taze right now as it stands, they both have expiring contracts after this upcoming season. They both have one year left. It's this upcoming 2022-23 season. And I, I look, I, I wrote this down too in my notes, and it, it's got to be talked about as we mentioned about the Seth Jones contract. He is signed through the 2029-30 season. He has a no movement tra- no movement clause in the contract. It is a $9.5 million cap hit. That is going to be so hard to move. As you said, they're not going to be able to do it right now. Can't do it. You're not going to be able to do it. And Seth Jones is a good player. I don't know if he's worth that, but he's a good player. How frustrated do you think he is right now? Because he just signed this massive contract. They brought his brother Caleb in too. You know, and then all of a sudden it's just, yeah, well, we weren't, we're not going to go for it anymore. He, he, here's, he can't be frustrated because the guy who brought him in isn't there anymore. Right. That, no, well, so I mean, that's I where he's frustrated. frustrated. I mean, I, I don't think he's, I think he's frustrated probably at the situation because right. what, what they're doing right now, he didn't sign up for. Well, he, he, here's what they're doing. Clear is that they are doing the T word. They are trying to tank. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. They're aiming for Connor Bedard. Right. They, they, that's what they're aiming for. So someone like Seth Jones, it's like I, I would go in and be like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm year one into this. We we got to figure this out. And we got to figure this out quickly because I'm here for seven more years. I don't know. I don't know if I want to be here for seven more years. Yeah, that's just, that's, I mean, look, he's, he's making a lot of money. He is making a lot of money, but he's going to be playing for a team that might not be able to figure it out for the next three, four years. Yeah, you better hope it comes quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think there can be issues, though, when you try to rush a rebuild, too. I mean, you've got to oh, somehow yeah. do it properly. I mean, there's ways that you can retool properly, too, but they, they're blowing it up. I mean, there's no there's oh, yeah. full-on it, rebuild at this point. I mean... Hit the dynamite. But, um... So, it's going to be very interesting uh, what happens with the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm curious what roster they ice this year. First off, if Taze and Kane are going to be part of it. I mean... One thing that people haven't really been mentioning, I mean, they're going to have Mrazek as one of their goalies too. So, um, which uh, when that when that whole thing uh, transpired, but 
yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Um, I'm curious what happens with Taze. I'm curious what happens with Kane. Jones isn't going anywhere. They're gonna have Morazic as one of their goalies next year. It's uh, uh, a I, lot, a lot that's gonna be happening in the next couple of years for the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Be happy with the three cups you want. Yeah, well. You know, and then there's people that are saying that those are tainted now because of everything that happened with Beach and everything. I mean, I don't know if they're tainted. It's just... I mean, I understand what they're saying, though, with that whole thing. It's just... There's just this dark cloud right now. If that's... I don't even know if that's necessarily the right analogy, but it's just... There's yeah. just... This organization's just been in a really bad, bad spot in the last year or so. Well, a year, I guess. I guess would be about maybe a year. Was it? Was it a, about a year ago that about a year stuff yeah. started? Yeah. So, but um, all right. Well, um, I guess I will. What the heck? Yeah, what the heck? We'll do a couple more names. <laughs> we <laughs> so why not? Um, all right. Um, Matthias Janmark. Ooh, that's an interesting one. You know, went to Calgary at the deadline. You know what? The v- Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, okay. That'd be that'd be that'd be nice. Oh, he stays with Vegas. That would mean yeah, yeah. he would be he would be staying with Vegas. But well, I mean, if they could, sign I'm thinking Cal Yarncrook. Well, I'll throw him out there now because his name was right below that. Cal Yarncrook. Seattle Kraken. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, he w- he was there too already. St. Louis Blues. Max Domi. This is an interesting game because he had a really good playoff with Carolina. The ball, you know, you know what? Part of me wants to say, you know what? Go to Toronto, Max. <laughs> Go to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting for sure. Um. Eric Goodbranson. Ooh. Philadelphia Flyers. I could see that. I could very well see that happening. Especially with the Provorov rumors that are flying around now. What are the Provorov rumors flying around? That there's talk about that moving Provorov. Wow. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that at all. But all right. Um, I'll, I know we've mentioned him, but Evander Kane. Oilers. Oilers, yeah. Derek Stepan. Ooh, the Minnesota Wild. Okay. Oh, he, so he teams back up with Zook. Zook. Well, he's from Minnesota. I just think it makes sense. That probably helps too. David Riddich. Or Riddick. Riddick. Uh, ooh, backup goaltender. Ooh. The Washington Capitals. There's your Kemper backup. Oh, that'd be uh, that'd be an interesting, interesting duo there. Um, all right, I'm going to ask this because you, your team is, I guess, currently involved with this player right now until I guess a couple days from now. Justin Braun. I'd, I I would actually be in favor of bringing Justin Braun back. Do you think that they'll do that though? I think they could. Yeah. Not going to be an expensive guy, so. 
But again, um, Boston too. I'll throw Boston out there. Ryan Dezingle. Ooh. Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Victor Rask. Tuca's long lost brother. Yeah. The Boston. You know, for that reason, the Boston Bruins. Yeah, you, I got to be the Rask now. That that continues. Uh, my long lost I'm the I'm now team. the rask that's up to the task with the mask. Except he won't be. He, except he's the one without a mask. He's without a mask. All right, and we'll end on this note. Nick Bukestad. Ooh, that's an in- Calgary Flames. Okay, that I I like that. I like that possibility. Alrighty, I I actually do have other names on here, but I think we've we've gone long enough. There's we could we could spend all night trying to figure out predicting where some of these guys are going to go. But alrighty, um, I guess before we officially wrap up, Mike, how can uh, how can everybody uh, you know follow us and our podcast and everybody over at the Sports Insanity Network? So you can check this podcast and where. This podcast at wherever you get your podcasts, Anchor.com, Spotify, Google. I think we're on Apple Podcasts, too. Uh, so check that out. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com, for blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. You check us out on, on Facebook and Twitter. We're at SIN Breakaway on Twitter and SIN The Breakaway Bin. It's on Facebook. Check it out. We'd love feedback, people. We'd love it. So oh, absolutely. So especially, check especially it for, out. Let us know. Yeah, especially for this time of year, uh, with uh, hockey Christmas or free agency, yeah. whatever you want to call that. I'm, I'm, you know, curious to see what fan reaction is to certain signings and everything like that. So I mean, on, on Facebook, Twitter, you know. <clears throat> Whatever. Um, and, and also, I mean, if you want to follow us at our actual accounts, uh, to Mike, what you can uh, say yours. You, you, you can follow me at Podmaster Rifkin. You follow Noah at NoahTrom96. And you can follow me at Nate Moser Sports. <clears throat> yeah. So, already, I think we've uh, covered our bases for that. So, for Mike Rifkin and Noah Trombley, I'm Nathan Moser. Thank you all for listening to the 2022 NHL free agency special uh, episode of the Breakaway Bandits podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. It's going to be a busy, uh, busy week, busy couple weeks in the NHL. A lot of names, a lot of names. I know I wrote them all on the sheet. <laughs> a lot of names that are going to have to sign with teams. So it's going to be very interesting uh, to see where everyone ends up like a massive game of musical chairs. Uh, We'll have to see. And uh, when moves happen, we will obviously talk about it on social media. And uh, we will, when the time comes, we will do a recap of free agency, which will be a lot of fun. It's a beautiful time of year for hockey fans, folks. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you again next time. Happy fourth birthday to my nephew, Rhett. And happy birthday as well. Talk to you again soon.